My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and he always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Everybody, thank you so much for coming back to another episode of the Girl God's Got You podcast. I'm really excited for this episode because I have been doing schoolwork all day, and even though my routine has been off recently due to going back home from college because of coronavirus, I'm still trying to have somewhat of a routine, but I also have all of my senior classes online. So I just finished writing this big paper and I just really wanted to do a podcast today because that's a lot of fun for me and there was just some good ideas that I thought I wanted to share with everyone, especially now that more people have more time on their hands to listen to podcasts. I really wanted to do an uplifting one, but yeah, I've just been doing school all day in my room. It's been pretty interesting, but ah, oh, it's it's crazy. I don't know if you all listening to this, if you like routine or if you, um, you like this time to chill and hang out. I know a lot of people are scared. This is a nervous time, and unfortunately, economically, it's not good really at all, and I know a lot of people are struggling or losing their jobs or maybe can't find a job, so that's really sad and unfortunate, um, but just the fact of being at home quarantined In my last episode, I kept saying quarantine. I don't know why, so I'm trying to train myself to say quarantine. For some reason, that word is hard for me to say, but social distancing, isolation, all that. If you guys are doing that a lot and you feel like you don't have much of a routine and it's kind of getting to you, you know how I feel because I've been feeling that way every morning I've been getting up at about 9.30 in the morning and normally I'm an early riser in my school year. I'd get up at 5, 5.30, 6 a.m. in the morning starting my day. I'd be so productive. I'd get so much done. But now I have no deadlines really other than schoolwork and that's usually due at 12 a.m. at night. So I really have no places to go, no specific deadlines, and the routine's thrown off. So part of me is kind of feeling bad, thinking, oh my gosh, Isabel, you're not productive. You finally have so much extra time on your hands, so you should use it wisely and use it for good and be extra, extra productive and get ahead on work. But then the other part of me, when my alarm goes off at 6 a.m., I just don't hear it. (laughs) I just don't get up, but I'm trying to give myself grace. However, I think this podcast is getting me back into the routine of just doing something that I normally try to have a routine with. So I'm going to be releasing podcasts every single week. I'm going to do some pre-prepping of them in case for some reason I can't record them. I'm going to record a couple today. So get ready for that. It's going to kind of help hopefully throw me in a routine, maybe help me get back on track. But I just also wanted to introduce the topic of today's podcast also about giving us a little bit of ease and flexibility on a routine because for me, I'm really hard on myself, especially if I'm not the most productive. But I know during this time, There's a lot of worry and anxiety going on, so I think we should 
give ourselves a little bit of a break if we are feeling uh, a little bit guilty for not being super productive. And that kind of ties into the topic today all about self-love. And I'm going to take a little bit of a different spin on it because I know the idea of self-love has been pretty much overexemplified in the media for many years and there's a lot of aspects of it from the society standpoint that I don't necessarily agree with uh, and I'll kind of go into that but today's episode is going to be three main reasons why you really should love who you are and I don't want it to be based off the fact of simply you're amazing or you're awesome or just keep doing what you want because you're happy and you're amazing and you're beautiful and all this I don't want it to be based off of you I want you to love yourself First, because Jesus gives you value. And I think that's something kind of missing in the world today. It's all about love yourself because you are amazing. Love yourself because you are awesome. But it is way easier said than done. All the times I've tried to love myself and be grateful for myself simply because I'm a person, it's harder for me to do that. And I'm someone who I've struggled with being grateful for who I am, being happy with the way I was created, just loving myself because as a perfectionist for some reason, that's one of the biggest temptations for me. That's the biggest way I sin is just not being happy with the way God created me. So I'm someone who struggles with that a lot. I think most young women are and just a lot of people struggle with that. So when people have told me, you know, love yourself for who you are simply because you're beautiful and amazing, that just doesn't help. That just doesn't do it for me. And I think the reason why is because that's not the reason we really should love ourselves, simply when it's all about us. I think the reason we should love who we are is because God says we are valued. It's because God loves us first. It's because he created us with a purpose. And when we make our lives less about ourselves and more about God, we could actually realize that our lives do have value and they do matter. And in my life, the more times that I'm self-centered and feel like I need to love myself because of me rather than because of what God says about me, that's when I love myself the least because I always let myself down. And so while the media oftentimes says it's all about you, I think the way we can really flip this around is by realizing that it's actually all about God and we should be thankful that he put us into existence because he chose to put us on this earth. He chose to create us. He chose us to live a life full of meaning and purpose because he believes in us and he believes in our abilities and he says that we matter. So once I realize that and I constantly tell myself that, I have a lot more self-respect, I have a lot more self-worth and I can actually start loving myself more. And it's only been the past couple of months that I've finally realized this. Um, My road to self-love and self-appreciation has been rocky. Uh, That's just a big part of my story. And unfortunately, I wish it was easier for me to love who I am because the fact that Jesus died on the cross for me to live a life of freedom should make me love who I am every single second of the day. But for some reason, Satan gets to me in that way. And I just want to share the three main reasons how you could overcome Um, I don't want to say self-hatred because that's really intense, but how you could overcome having a low self-esteem and lack of self-confidence when it's based off of what Jesus says about you. So that's what really it's going to be about today. And the way I'm kind of relating that to, um, you know, my lack of routine is I could get really hard on myself and think, okay, you're not productive. You're not doing enough for the kingdom of God. You're just kind of being a little bit lazy. But then I have to tell myself, okay, it's not really about what I do. My self-love and self-worth is not based on what I do. It's what Jesus has done for me. It's not even about what I think about myself. I have to realize that I'm a person that's hard on herself and that there's nothing I could do to live up to the level of perfection that I have for myself. But I remind myself saying, okay, 
It really is not about me. It's what Jesus says about me. So even if I haven't done a lot in the day, even if I am lazy and I am idle and I'm not productive and I'm not doing stuff for the kingdom of God, Jesus loves me anyway. There's nothing I could do that could separate me from the love of God. So even if I don't think the best of myself, Jesus does. And it's for that reason that I should love who I am. Now, as a side disclaimer, I know I said the word myself, I think, a hundred times in that one section, so I truly apologize if it sounds like a ramble, but we are going to get off of this little productivity, laziness, weird talk, and get into the actual meat of the episode. Before that, I want to take a little ad break uh, to introduce uh, the sponsor for today's episode. we are back thank you for taking a moment for that ad break but I want to get into the inspiration for this episode and it's actually from a Demi Lovato song I heard on my little Pandora radio station when I was working out the other day and the song is called I Love Me here's a little disclaimer though it has some bad words in it so if you're gonna listen to it I'm gonna link the clean version in the show notes of this video If you don't really care about profanity, I mean, it's just some bad words, you know. But if you do care about it, just forewarning you, uh, don't, like, think, oh my gosh, she recommended a song, it's dropping the F-bomb. So it is, just listen to the clean version and you'll get what you want from it. But there's some lyrics. When I heard this, first of all, it's a hype song. I, I just play it in my car and it's so good. It's a pop song. And it just has a good beat and I just want to dance around to it. But the words, when I heard it, I had to listen to it a couple times because it was so deep and beautiful. I know some people have their own, you know, opinions about Demi Lovato's story and whatnot and her drug addiction and then how she got off of her drug addiction and is she actually off of her drug addiction but um she has posted a little bit about her relationship with Jesus so from what I know she believes in Jesus which is awesome but this song really just spoke to me and it had a lot of truth in it that I think does apply to biblical truth I don't know if it's a Christian song or if that was her inspiration but I'm going to just share some key lyrics that I thought was impactful and that inspired me to even have this idea for this podcast. So the song starts out with flipping through all these magazines telling me who I'm supposed to be. I'm way too good at camouflage. I can't see what I am. I just see what I'm not because I'm a black belt when I'm beating up on myself, but I'm an expert at giving love to somebody else. Why do I compare myself to everyone? I always got my finger on the self-destruct. And this next lyric is the one that inspired this episode. And she says, I wonder when I love me is enough. I wonder when I love me is enough. Why am I always looking for a ride or die? Because mine's the only heart I'm going to have for life. And oh, those little, that little chunk of lyrics, I just had to listen to it over and over again because I thought, oh my gosh, there's so much truth to that. Truth to that. And I think so many people ask this question. I wonder when I love me is enough. And then she said, mine's the only heart I'm going to have for life. And there's so much I could talk about this. I think we sometimes don't love ourselves because we put our self-worth and our identity into someone else. And that is so dangerous because the second that person rejects you or the second that person chooses someone else or the second that person loses interest or the second that person just is is a mean person and says bad things to you, the second 
anything changes, your heart feels crushed and broken and you don't love yourself at all because you're making your love for yourself depend on what this other person believes about you or how much they love you. And so when she said, I wonder when I love me is enough, it made me think, okay, in our life, how often is the fact that I love me is not enough. Rarely ever is it enough for us to say, okay, I am very happy with who I am. I'm very self-confident in who I am. I'm self-respecting. I love myself. I have self-worth no matter what, no matter if I'm alone, no matter if I'm dating someone, no matter if I have friends, no matter if I have a career. Rarely ever do we say I love me is enough because we put our love for ourselves in the hands of everything except for Jesus. So when we're asking ourselves this question, I wonder when I love me is enough, there is two answers, one from the world and one from what God says. From what the world says is, I love me will be enough when you put your self-worth into your own hands and when you make it your responsibility to love yourself because of who you are. That is, I think, what the world says. And not that that's a bad idea. I think for most people, when we understand, hey, I love me because I'm a person and I have intrinsic value because I'm a person, that works, but I don't think that will always work or eternally work. The reason why, as I stated before, is that we will never meet our own self-expectations, and sometimes our thoughts get in the way of who we really are, that we can't see that we're a masterpiece and that we're a beautiful part of creation simply because we're really hard on ourselves. And we're sinful human beings, so sometimes our image of ourselves gets distorted. But the world says, okay, put the self-worth in your own hands, love yourself because you're a great person, yada, yada, yada. However, God says... I love me will be enough when you put your self-worth and your self-respect into the hands of Jesus. And what does this mean? For me, this means that I'm understanding that Jesus chose to create me on purpose. He chose me for a reason. He chose to put me on this earth for a reason greater than myself to serve God and love him. And Jesus loves me and cares about me, not because of what I could do, not because of what I look like, not because of my level of productivity, not because of my skills, talents, gifts, intelligence. It's none of that. It's not about me. Jesus simply loves me because he cares about me and understands that I'm a child of God and I'm made it in the image of God. Imago Dei, the image of God is on my heart. When God created humans, he created them in the image of God. And that means that we have that little piece of God inside of us because he's our father, our creator. And the great part about the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, is that when we accept God into our hearts, the Holy Spirit is inside of us and that gives us self-worth and value. So when we kind of look at the scale of when is I love me enough? One answer is it's enough because you're a good person and just because you have intrinsic value. Or you're enough, I love me is enough because Jesus says so and he gave it all to you to show it. And I hope I'm making sense. But the main idea with this that this song really taught me was because mine's the only heart I'm going to have for life. When Demi Lovato saying that, I thought, okay, if my heart is the only one I'm going to have for life, if this is the only life I have, I live it once, I have one heart, how should I treat it? I should treat my soul and my mind and my heart with so much respect because Jesus treats me with respect. And I think this is so hard for all of us to understand because in the world, you know, in our job, in our career, it's it's very competitive. The world is a hard place. The world won't wait for you. The, the world is a, a broken place and it'll hurt you. Uh, the world's filled with selfish people. And so oftentimes we have to prove ourselves every single day of our life, even in the fact of 
working at school. You have to write really good papers. You have to do really good math. You really have to pay attention if you want to achieve that level of excellence. If you want a good job and you want to work hard, whether you want to um, climb the corporate ladder, whether you want to own your own business, it takes so much work and grit. People won't accept you for who you are simply on the basis of that you're, you know, a good person or you have intrinsic value or that you're a child of God. No, in the real world, people uh, give you raises, they pay you money, they give you good grades based on what you do. And so it's so hard for us to understand that Jesus loves us no matter what. It does not matter what qualities we have or what we do every day or even um, our talents and what makes us up. The reason Jesus loves us is because he chooses to. Because he realizes that we are made the image of God and that we are his children. And when I tell myself that and I just sit down and think of that, it makes me realize that I should have self-worth and self-respect because Jesus tells me, I will never live up to the world's expectations. I will ever, never live up to my own. The only reason I should truly have self-worth is because the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, the most perfect person in the world chose to come down to earth and die for me. That should give me self-worth. And the reason why I've chosen to put my self-worth in Jesus' hands rather than my own and rather than someone else, else's hands is because Jesus' love will never, ever change. His opinion of me will never, ever change. It won't uh, deviate or fluctuate based on what I do, how good I look, how productive I am. No, it's not based on that. Jesus' love is so much for us, and it'll be so much for us for the rest of our eternity. And so that's one reason why I choose to believe, okay, I'm going to put my self-worth into God's hands. When I think of the idea, I wonder when I love me is enough, it's enough when I say, hey, God, I'm putting my self-worth in you and in no one else, not even myself. I hope that wasn't too rambly and I'm probably going on a lot, but if you're, you know, stuck in the house quarantining, quarantining, <laughs> quarantining, you probably don't have a lot to do anyway, so hopefully I'm making sense. But that song, go listen to it. It's wonderful. It had a lot of truth bombs to it. And if you listen to it and you have a different perspective on the lyrics I shared, please feel free to uh, message me on Instagram at girl.godsgotyou or you could email me at girlgodsgotyou at gmail.com with your opinions. I would love to hear it or even hear your own story about how um, God has transformed your life and your self-worth. But now I'm going to get into the three reasons why you really should love who you are. Now that we've gotten off the fact of, okay, who gives us self-worth? The world, ourselves, God. Now that we understand um, just my ideas behind it and hopefully it made sense and hopefully it is, you know, makes biblically, biblically accurate sense to you. Um, now that we've, you know, understand that foundation, I'm going to be sharing with you the three reasons why I choose to love myself every single day even though sometimes it can be really hard so reason number one is that God chose to put you on this earth he chose to create you in your mother's womb he chose to put you on this earth for a greater reason and he believes in you and he believes you has keep you have capabilities and he gave you these strengths and these traits and these wonderful gifts for you to change the world and impact the world for his glory and so when you're feeling down in the dumps about yourself you're wondering what your purpose is you're wondering even where you're going in life understand that hey at least God believes in me and I'm not a mistake I wasn't put on this earth by accident I was actually put on this earth on purpose. And there have been times in my life where I'm really trying to figure out, okay, what value am I going to add to this world? How can I really impact the world? And sometimes I don't really know. I want to go into finance and uh, become a financial advisor and help people with that. I also love, you know, 
creating podcasts. I do want to write a book someday. But sometimes I think like, will that really help people? Will that really impact the world? And I sometimes get kind of nervous about my future and what plans I have. But then I say, no, Isabel, don't worry. That's just Satan whispering lies in your ears to make you kind of uh, second guess what you're doing or make you think that you're not worthy enough or maybe think that you're not smart enough. Don't listen to Satan. Don't listen to those self-doubts. Understand that God put you on this earth for a reason. And even though you may not know the exact reason right now, he did put you on this earth on purpose. And this should make you love who you are because God believes in you. And it can be really hard in life for us to believe in ourselves. Also, for any of you young adults out there listening to this, uh, we have all these career aspirations going on. But then I think sometimes we have this moment where we're thinking, okay, I know where I want to go. I know I have the hard work ethic to get there, but I just don't have the skills. Like when I think of my everyday job, I just have no clue what it's going to look like. Sometimes we tell ourselves that and we freak out thinking that we don't have the ability. We have the drive. We have the work ethic. We just don't know the specifics of what our job or career will entail. And that could scare us. And I think that sometimes scares me as well. But then I tell myself, no, God, has a plan for me. I should love who I am because God believes in me. And even if I don't believe in myself, and even though I don't really believe in my capabilities right now, I know that God does and he will take care of me and he will give me every opportunity to thrive in life and to actually bring impact and, um, and gifts to the world. So that's one reason why you should love yourself simply because God chose you and he believes in you. And you should believe in yourself as well because God will give you everything you need. Perfect love casts out fear and he will give you strength and wisdom to go far in life with whatever gifts he has given you. So the second reason you should also um, love who you are is that if you're not content with who you are, you can't effectively use your gifts to accomplish your purpose. And this, when I thought of uh, how I was going to put this into words, the way it hit me was that if we don't really honor who we are and we don't respect who we are, first of all, we're going to let people tell us who we are and who we aren't. When we put our self-worth into other people, that gives them the option to hurt us. That gives them the option to change our view of ourselves. And that can really, really hold us back from doing what God wants us to do. Because when we don't respect ourselves and when we don't have a good view of ourselves, we're probably not understanding that we have all these great gifts in store for ourselves. We're probably not understanding how much we could add to the world because we simply don't think that we're that great. And so when we put our self-worth and our self-love into things that's not Jesus, that could easily um, manipulate our view of how we think about ourselves. So if you're not content with who you are, you probably can't effectively use the gifts that God has given you. And one good part about giving your self-worth to God and letting him dictate who you are is that when you believe in yourself and when you use your gifts for God's glory, you will see beautiful impacts of that and you will feel this sense of gratification and that'll help you feel even more appreciative of yourself. So there are so many benefits of using your gifts to serve others simply because you know that you're loved by God. However, there's a greater uh, disadvantage of putting your self-worth into someone else's hands because you won't feel that gratification or feel that purpose from using your gifts simply because you won't be using them in the best way possible. So at the end of the day, one reason you really should um, love who you are is because you can have purpose and you can make an impact in your life. And there's this book I've been reading um, called Napoleon Hill's Keys to Success, The 17 Principles of Personal Achievement, and I just started it. But there is this one line in chapter one, or I mean, it wasn't one line, it's a couple sentences, but it's all about your conscious mind versus your subconscious mind. And I thought this was so applicable to today's episode. So I'm going to be sharing with you a couple of different snippets from the book and then try to explain how this applies to self-love. 
<coughs> excuse me <laughs> i have corona <coughs> just kidding i don't have corona we're fine let's hope and if i do well they finally got me this is the last uh, episode that you'll be hearing no i'm fine literally i just choked on my own spit so um the, this book starts off uh with a section of the power of the subconscious and it states any dominating idea, plan, or purpose held in your conscious mind through repeated effort and emotionalized by a burning desire for its realization is taken over by the subconscious and acted upon through whatever natural and logical means may be available. The conscious mind is where reasoning and thinking occurs. It analyzes information and data and it acts as a guardian of the doorway to the subconscious. The conscious develops as a result of experience. The subconscious mind does not think, reason, or deliberate. It acts instinctively in response to basic emotions. The subconscious can be compared with the car, while the conscious mind can be considered the driver. The power is in the car, not the driver. The driver must learn to release and erect that power. So the subconscious mind uh, eventually has power through repeated effort and through uh, having emotional stimulation and this whole book is kind of about how to find your definitive purpose in life and so this specific section is talking about if you want to go after your life dreams and you want your purpose a way that you can make this purpose a reality is by having a repeated effort and having a plan and thinking about your dreams so much that it becomes subconscious and that these different daily tasks you do every day can actually become kind of like an involuntary action such as breathing when you think about your goals every single day it just becomes a daily habit and then your tedious tasks to get to your overall goal they won't be tedious anymore they'll just be an instinct or something that's second nature to you and so the reason i think this book has so much um, good information in it is the specific part where it talks about how the subconscious really is tied to the basic emotional connection. But how does all this tie to self-love? Well, I'm going to give kind of an example of my own life to illustrate this whole idea of subconscious mind versus conscious mind and the idea of self-love. So I'm going to give you two scenarios. The first scenario is Isabel Clausen wants to become a financial advisor. That's her big goal, uh, but she doesn't really love herself. She doesn't have much self-respect because she's putting all of her eggs into one basket, whether it's in the world, into someone else. She's not putting her self-worth in God. She's putting it in the lives of the world or someone else or herself. She's not living up to her own expectations. She's just kind of getting by. She doesn't have a lot of motivation, but she's trying. So Isabel, to become a financial advisor, has to take about four to five different tests to even be licensed. And then once she's doing that, she has to make the transition into getting different clients, acquiring um, clients from her dad's business, all this stuff. It's going to be taking um, a good amount of work, a lot of effort, a good amount of time. So the road to get to her goal of having her own business as a financial advisor, it's definitely in the distance. She believes it's achievable, and that's her goal, and it's her burning passion, and she definitely wants to achieve it, but she knows it's going to take a lot of work. But remember that Isabel doesn't have a lot of self-love. She doesn't have a lot of self-respect because she's not putting it in the right place. She doesn't realize that Jesus loves her no matter what because he simply thinks of her as a child. She actually thinks that her self-worth is based off of how much she could do, how good she is to people, how kind she is, how productive she is. She thinks it's all based on herself rather than what Jesus says about her. And so Isabel works super hard to get her licenses. She's working super hard at her business. But you know what? She's burned out. She's drained. She doesn't think she could do it. And it's getting really, really hard. The emotional connection that she's trying to connect her subconscious to is on her own efforts. But she fails herself every day. 
she fails her expectations every day because Isabel's bar, Isabel's uh, standard is perfection. But every single day, Isabel doesn't meet that standard of perfection. It's the emotional connection that Isabel is driving her subconscious to connect to actually is unachievable. And it's really messing with Isabel's conscious efforts every single day. The subconscious efforts are not actually becoming subconscious because the repeated effort is of doing no good because it's connected to something that's not achievable, which is perfection. So that's the first scenario. Let's think of the second scenario. The second scenario is Isabel has chosen to put her self-worth and the love for herself into Jesus's hands because she realizes that he loves her no matter what and he, she realizes that no matter how good she is one day how bad she is one day how much she messes up how how excellent she is it doesn't matter Jesus loves her no matter what so that is the emotional connection she's going to tie to the subconscious aspect of her plan and this connection is achievable because Jesus loves her no matter what and he will love her every second of the day and as long as she accepts him in her heart she could have that constant self-worth so it is achievable so Isabel is working super hard she's trying to make these tedious tasks a habit she's trying to make it second nature she's trying to make it an instinct she's trying to achieve her overall vision of life and the way she's doing that is by having all these tasks become subconscious and a habit and this actually works because Isabel isn't putting her self-worth in her own expectations. She's not putting it into being perfect. She's putting it into a God that loves her and chose her and created her. And when Isabel feels down, when she feels burned out, when she feels like she can't do it, Jesus picks her up and says, keep going. You could do this. He gives her strength. He gives her wisdom. He gives her motivation. He gives her inspiration. And that'll help develop that strong emotional connection to Isabel's subconscious so that in the real world, consciously, she's actually going to achieve her goals. So those are the two scenarios. What scenario sounds best? The one where we put our self-worth in Jesus. And it's once we realize that we can do anything we set our minds to because Jesus believes in us, it's then that we can actually achieve our goals. So hopefully that kind of philosophy behind the conscious mind versus the subconscious mind wasn't too confusing. I hope I explained it well enough. If I didn't, I would highly suggest you getting this book on Amazon. I've only literally read the first 15 pages, but um, it's really good. The section I talked about was in the first chapter on page 7, or 6 and 7, so I'd encourage you to read it. Hopefully it made sense. If not, I apologize, but I'm doing my best because it's definitely kind of a more intense topic. But that is the second reason you really should love who you are. Because if you do, and you really understand that Jesus believes in you, you can achieve your life purpose, and then you will love yourself even more because you'll have that gratification that you're doing something with your life. And there is this really good Bible verse I want to share. It's one of my favorites. It's 1 Peter 4.10, and it states, Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. I love this verse for many reasons. First, it says each of you should use whatever gift, any gift that you have received to serve others. It's blunt. It's to the point. Use your gifts to serve others. There's so many different ways we could serve others in the world. I feel like I wake up every morning wanting to serve others and then I go to bed thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't serve others enough with my gifts. But there's always opportunities to serve others. There's never a dull moment if you realize that you could help someone. But then the second part of this verse, it really does add a different light to it. Um, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And not to go down a rabbit trail, but I'm going to start the little bunny trail right now by saying that I do believe that God can really show himself to the world through different people because people can share Jesus' light. 
So it's talking about being good stewards of God's grace in its various forms. The way I translate that into my life and how I could project that into my everyday real life uh, day-to-day things is that God's grace to me is the never-ending love he has for us. So the way that we could be good stewards of this grace is by taking the love that God has for us and then projecting that selfless love out to others, projecting that light, projecting that joy, projecting that wisdom, because God can give us the joy and wisdom that can uplift others. That's one of the biggest ways that we can use our gifts to serve other people. And so when we're being good stewards of this grace, we're being good stewards of the unending love that God gives to us. And the way we can be these good stewards of God's grace is by projecting it out to others. And then the specific part of the verse where it says in its various forms, that also ties back to the fact that we all have our own gifts. So for example, one of my gifts is organization and planning and communicating. That's just something I've realized that I'm passionate about and I hopefully am pretty good at. And the way that I'm going to be using these gifts to serve others is by becoming a financial advisor and eventually a financial planner because I need to communicate um, to people how they could invest their money, how they could save for retirement, how they could pay off debt, and how we could make a really good just financial plan for them so they could worry less about finance and focus more on the life that God has given them. So that's how I'm going to be using my gifts to help others. But how am I going to be being a good steward of God's grace in its various forms? The way I think that I'm going to do that for my life is by showing selfless love to my family, friends, by helping my clients and going that extra mile, even if I don't necessarily need to. It's sharing that care with others and having a joyful attitude, even when times are hard, because that shows that, hey, I believe that God is good. I think that he's giving me self-worth. I think he gives you self-worth. And I think we should be joyful every day simply because of the fact that Jesus died on the cross for us. And he chose to live a good life, to live an example for us, and then to die on the cross so that we could have eternal life. So that's kind of my analysis on this verse. And I really think that God puts people in other people's lives to show all of this light, to show these gifts, to show the grace, to show the unending love. Because my life and my faith have been strengthened and changed so much by the people that God has put in my life. And I want to be that person for other people as well. And I think that you could be that person for other people as well, because you have gifts that God gave you that he wants you to share and use for the rest of your life. So the third reason why I believe that you really should love who you are is because if you want good people in your life, you need to know what you deserve. And you also need to know what other people deserve when you're trying to love others. So this is kind of a, has two sections to it. The first part is that if you really want someone to care about you and love you and pursue you and honor you, whether it's a friend, whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, whether, you know, it's a family member, if you just want people to respect you and love you and care about you, you first have to understand how much respect and self-worth you have. Because if you don't think that you're that valuable, someone's going to come along and they're either going to tell you you're not valuable or they give you a false reasoning saying, oh, I love you. Even though you're not valued, I still love you and care about you, but I'm choosing to and that makes me a better person. I mean, there's there's so many different ways that people could uh, manipulate you and make you feel like you're not enough or make you feel like um, they're being kind and honorable just because they're choosing to be with you or hang out with you or love you. I mean, I don't know the relationship aspect that you may be experiencing in your life. But if you want good people in your life and you want quality people, I um, I really think that you truly need to have that respect for yourself and that love because then you realize what standards you're setting for yourself. So for example, 
I um I was praying to God and I was just asking him just for some wisdom and I was listening to some worship songs all about how much Jesus loves us and I just voice spoke this set of words into my phone and I wanted to share it for you today. I don't know if it's grammatically correct because I haven't really referenced it actually since I voice spoke it, but I'm just going to read it and then I'm going to go off of the fact of this. And I want you to think of this in the light of a um, kind of a romantic relationship, not saying that all of my podcasts have to be about dating or marriage or whatever, but if you're someone out there who you're trying to figure out, um, you want to date someone or you have someone in mind or maybe you're single or maybe you are in a relationship and I want you to think about how you're feeling in this relationship or how you want to feel in a future relationship and the main point of this is that you want to find someone that loves you just like God does and so what I wrote down in my little notes app after I was listening to some worship music is God is always committed to you He will always listen to you. He will always protect you. He will love you no matter what. He is patient and forgiving, and he will always be the shoulder you can lean on. He's your constant companion. He doesn't expect anything in return and chooses to love you simply because you matter to him. Find someone who loves you just like God does and someone who values you as a beautiful masterpiece of creation. And when I was voice speaking this or saying this or typing it I don't know whatever you want to however you want to explain it when I was thinking of these words it just hit me that not enough people value who they are they don't value what Jesus said about them they don't value what Jesus did for them dying on a cross and they settle for people that do not treat them well whether it's romantic relationships whether it's friendships I don't know you could apply it to your life in whatever way you want but people settle all the time simply because they don't know their worth but the reason why this happens so much is we put our worth in ourselves we put our worth in who we say we are we put our worth in what the world says we are we put our worth in what other people say we are and we hurt ourselves so much over and over and over again that we have a distorted view of who we are but i just want to tell you that jesus thinks the world of you simply because he cares about you and understands that you are a child of god and you are part of god's creation And you need to find someone who believes that as well, who is committed to you, who loves you no matter what, who chooses to love you, not because of what you do, but simply because you are a child of God. And if you are someone out there who's trying to figure out if they should date someone or not, you have someone in mind, my biggest advice to you is you should really understand, does this person value me as a sister or brother in Christ? They see me first as a daughter of God or a son of God? Do they see me as a masterpiece of creation even before the romantic feelings are involved? Do they respect me as a person simply because Jesus does? And if that person does respect you in that way because of that, then you know that there's a better chance that you guys will have a good relationship. Because if someone sees you and doesn't respect you for those things and doesn't respect you because you have that intrinsic value of being a child of God and having the image of God in your heart, then there's probably going to be a, a lot of issues that you're going to have to overcome. So my biggest advice for you is to find someone who loves you like God does. Not because of your traits or qualities or what you could bring to them or you could offer to them, but simply because they value you as a person. And then when they get to know you better, they can understand, wow, I love them as a person, I value them as a person, as a brother or sister in Christ, but then I'm attracted to them because of all these other values. And so that's just some pieces of advice uh, for dating that um, I think are important and I wish I knew sooner in my life because they are very important. And on the flip side of this, the second part of, of this third reason why you should really love who you are is that you also need to view every person on this earth as a brother and sister in Christ because 
just like God values you and loves you based on the fact that you are a part of his creation, you need to show others that love and care as well. Not saying you have to like physically um, say I love you to this person or think of someone in a loving way, uh, in a romantic way or anything like that, but you should just respect everyone and understand that everyone has self-worth because we are all created equal in God's eyes and we all were put on this earth for a reason. So because of that, we ha- should have self-respect and care for people as brothers and sisters in Christ, and we shouldn't take advantage of them. We shouldn't just see them as something we could gain or use. We should see them as someone to respect. And then once we've developed that foundation, then we can understand, okay, do I want to have a relationship or a friendship with this person based on their extra characteristics? But that respect and that care should be for everyone um, because everyone is part of creation and everyone has the image of God on their hearts because that's how God created us. So just in summary, I'll just share the three reasons once again why I think you really should love who you are. The first is because God chose to put you on this earth. The second is because if you're not content with who you are, you can't effectively use your gifts to accomplish your purpose because you don't believe in yourself. So the reason you should love yourself is because Jesus believes in you and then you should care about who you are and understand that you do have the capabilities to use your gifts to develop your purpose in life. And the third reason is that if you want good people in your life, you first need to know what you deserve and how much you're worth. So I hope this podcast was just something good to listen to, some good food for thought. I know I shared some more in-depth topics and hopefully I explained them well, but while you're indoors maybe a little bit bored, maybe you're really busy and you just don't have time to fit everything in your day. I know some people are super busy during this time. Either way, I hope this podcast helped. And girl, God's got you when it comes to self-worth and loving who you are. Just remember that Jesus thinks the world of you and he cares for you so, so, so much. And because of that, you should love the person that he created you to be. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I hope that everything's going well with the social distancing. And I just want to encourage you that I think this is all going to be over soon and that we will go back to normal life. But during this time, I would just encourage you to take time to get to know God more, take time to spend good time with friends and family, obviously in limited quantities of people. But yes, I hope you're doing well and I'm praying for you. Have a great day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.